The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Remember yesterday, I did the story about uh, Santa Rosa County Sheriff's uh, putting out the uh, trespass warrant against Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel. And it was a joke, obviously, and they knowing didn't want Jim Cantore there because they were concerned if he's there, obviously, that's where the hurricane is. Well, as we speak, uh, the hurricane is making landfall, and it is making landfall darn near in Santa Rosa County. Uh, so they were, you know, definitely scared and didn't want Jim there. And it's making landfall. I, I don't know. They haven't, I haven't seen exact location of the landfall, but it's probably going to end up being in Panama city and Panama city beach. That's Santa Rosa County. That's the County that made the trespass warrant for Jim Cantori. So they were right. Okay. Uh, it is ugly. And I would venture to say that if you're, riding it out right now uh you're scared it's a dangerous storm uh it's going to do a lot of damage there's going to be a lot of flooding in florida in georgia in south carolina in those states that are still reeling from uh, hurricane florence so it's not going to be fun it's not going to be fun at all and i you know there's already people without power when you get home tonight and you'll watch the news because everybody will want to see the footage and you want to you want it's a you know you're in a catch-22 my gosh people need to be safe but you want the news people out there because you want the footage set the cameras up and you want to see the reports but be safe we don't want anybody to get hurt but get out there in the middle of the storm and report for us so that we can get the footage and that's what they're doing and i love them for it and, and good for them and I've covered hurricanes a long time in my life in Florida. That's the only thing I really don't miss about Florida. Uh, I know 970 WFLA has been an operation storm watch, uh, you know, for I don't know how many hours now. And it gets to be, you know, it's, it's you're reporting on everything, everybody's safe, even in Tampa Bay. I mean, that hurricane went by Tampa Bay, but you're still feeling the force of it. And it's uh, I it's very dangerous. And I hope that everyone got out that was supposed to get out. And I really hope that. If you decided to stay, you're safe. I remember talking to a lady that rode out a hurricane in Houston on one of the barrier islands. I can't remember which hurricane it was. But I remember I was producing a morning show and calling her. I remember calling numbers randomly in that city. This is what a, a, this is. This will give you a little inside radio producer story. And I just, uh, you know, this, the main landfall was in this city. And I thought, well, somebody might have a phone. So I just looked, I looked up all the phone numbers in that city and just started dialing. It's five o'clock in the morning. I'm just dialing phone numbers. And a lady picks up and we talked to her. And she said that she decided to ride it out. And because it never was bad before and she's lived there for, you know, 30 years and everything's been fine. And she said she was never so scared in her life. She was talking to us on top of her washer. The rest of the house was underwater and it continued to rise. And that's what happens in hurricanes. Even now that some of the places where the, the hurricane has passed, when you start getting into that Panama, uh, Panama City and Panama City Beach as the hurricane passes by, um, you know, it's remember it swirls in a circle. 
when you watch the radar and see how that works. And so it whips back around and the water continues to rise. And it's it's really it's frightening. And she's she warned people never to ride out a storm as she's talking to us sitting on her washer. I mean, it was amazing. So just because I know Mercury one dot org will be out there. They've they've set up there. Uh, they've got we've got people waiting to help all over. We were still helping people in South Carolina. And I know that they've got their Mercury one dot org slash Michael or whatever it is. But yeah, Mercury one dot org hurricane relief 18. However, if you just go to Mercury one dot org and you go, oh, there's the hurricane link and click on it. You can help people out. That'd be great. Thank you. Appreciate it. But they've already there. I mean, they're already there. They've already got people lining up. It's uh, you know, they do a, a, a great job uh, helping people uh, pre and post disaster, but it's never a fun job and it's, and it's, it's never fun at all. And so if you can, if you can't, if you feel like you would like to be there and you know, you can't a way to help is to donate whatever you can to mercuryone.org hurricane relief 18 right though you told me hurricane relief just go to mercuryone.org http colon backslash backslash mercury one o n e oh did i forget the www i can't get online there's no www so just go to mercuryone.org and you can always tell someone that uh doesn't uh when they're out hawking their book or they're hawking, you know, they're talking about whatever they're supposed to be promoting, uh, their movie, whatever it is, and they're uncomfortable with the Internet, which shouldn't be anyone in today's world, but there still are some. Uh, instead of just saying, you know, whatever the movie's name is, you know, BillsPants.com. Go see, go there now and see the trailer and you can get tickets anywhere. www.BillsPants.com. Okay. You do you do not need to say, you do not need to say WW. And you know what? Amazing. We were at, I would took, this is a sad story for me. I, my wife had uh, pre-ordered some Christmas ornaments from Hallmark and it was their big Christmas thing uh, last weekend. And other than what you pre-order, they also have stuff that's only in the store that day. And so it's first come first serve. And, you want to be in line. So I woke up and I, you know, my wife's getting around and I just go, I'll go get in line for us. And you know, I was number one, you know, you're welcome. I love you too. And, uh, you know, I need all the brownie points I can get. And, uh, so we get in the store and we're there, we're getting all the Christmas stuff and it's, it's agonizing. I mean, beautiful. Did I say agonizing? I meant beautiful. I, there is nothing I love more than Christmas. Oh man. So this lady and her kid are shopping. And the lady is talking about something and my son is looking at something. And my son says, well, just look it up online. You just go to some site. And she's like, what? And her little daughter says, mommy, just go here. I, and this lady is not old. She's, you know, thirties, thirties, uh, you know, thirties is the new 10, I guess. Cause seventies is the new 40, right? Thank God. And, uh, these young kids on the internet, they just they just know how to get the stuff. And I look at her like, are you, did you make it through school? Did you learn anything? Do you, do you interact with the world at all today? And I couldn't believe it. 
I really, it just, I couldn't believe it. Now, look, I got it. But I've been using the internet since forever, since the beginning of the internet, since Al Gore invented it. I mean, we, we had the, look, nobody knows this, but we had the internet in 1776. We just didn't want to release it because of the damn Brits. Okay? They would have taken it from us. Tim King would have taken it, and we'd never gotten it back. So, but, I mean, I've you got to be a little familiar, right? You have to be. Okay. Anyway. Say a prayer if you can help out mercuryone.org. Hurricane Michael, a devastating hurricane in the panhandle of Florida, and it's going to be, uh, we're going to be able to, we're going to see some very, very sad footage of destruction from this hurricane uh, as it plows through the panhandle of Florida into Georgia, South Carolina, they're all going to get much more rain than they need or want, and it's going to be ugly. So, I know you figured I'd start talking about Fat Bear Week as we opened up the podcast today. Uh, thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher, uh, here on the uh, Blaze Podcast Network. Is that what this is now? Are we, are we calling that the Blaze Podcast Network? I, I like that, BPN. This is BPN, Blaze Podcast Network. Okay. And uh, Fat Bear Week, uh, you know, we've talked about it at length on this podcast. Uh, And uh, last night was uh, Fat Bear Tuesday. You know well or where if you've listened to the podcast. If you haven't, why? Uh, And I was right that they were going to give it freaking bead nose. Because she was a female. The world has gone mad. There is 747, not good enough for a name, was undeniably the fattest bear in the park, in the Cat My Park. There was no argument. Oh, but Beat Nose just had cubs and had to struggle with feeding the babies and still feed herself to get ready for hibernation, and she's just so wonderful. I'm sorry. That is unacceptable. And you can say from now until eternity, Beat Nose was the winner. We all know. You and me. We all know. 747. Not good enough for a name was the winner. Period. All right. I know we were talking about uh, bears and, uh, you know, Fat Week from a Cat Maya National Park and Preserve. As long as we're on animals, let's talk a little bit about Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson, uh, the actor. I know you're looking at me like, what? No, Liam Neeson, the actor. Now, we're not supposed to like him because he has such a, you know, he's in all these movies that shoot people up and then he badmouths guns. And you're like, Liam, shut up. All right. You're in these movies where you're shooting a thousand people with one gun, but we can't have a gun in real life. No, it doesn't work that way. But he was just interviewed about his latest movie. And it sounds like it's going to be a great movie. I mean, who doesn't want to see the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Don't tell me you don't know who Buster Scruggs is. So you're, don't embarrass yourself. So he's at the New York Film Festival. And uh, he's talking about uh, doing the movie, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, the the Coen brothers. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Stop making it sound like you don't know who Buster Scruggs is. 
The world knows about Buster Shrugs. It's, don't embarrass yourself. Don't. Just pretend like you know what it is. That's all you need to do. Now, he says in this interview that the horse remembered him from a movie that he was in a few years ago. Now, did the horse come up and say, hey, Liam, what's happening? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I mean, he did, I guess, in horse language. Because Liam says he knows the horse remembered him. Because he whinnied when he saw me and pawed the ground. So, that's how he knew the horse knew him. Is that a horse that I was in a film with before? Liam, bro. (laughs) You know, we've we've all been to farms. And when animals see humans that, you know, I'm guessing. Again, look, I don't know if you and the horse had a thing in the previous movie. And so the horse remembered that, ooh, there's Liam. I mean, maybe, maybe I get that. But ooh, is that, is that, is that you? <laughs> so apparently Liam, Liam is now, uh, um, well, he's joining the Elon Musk crowd and he's just smoking dope. He's going to these, he's going to these film festivals and he's like, I don't want to be at these film festivals. So I'm just going to be stoned out of my mind when I go there. And, uh, I didn't really want to do the ballad of Buster Scruggs anyway. Stop. Don't, don't embarrass yourself by asking who Buster Scruggs is. Okay. Don't. And, uh, just pretend like, you know, just pretend like, you know, and uh, so one of the things I didn't know though, and maybe this is why the horse likes him. Maybe this is why when Liam, you know, walked up to him, he, you know, when he didn't pod, because horses never do that. There's no, you never, you never hear of horses whinnying and paw. That only happens when they know you. So apparently Liam was a big supporter of the uh, horses, the horse-drawn carriages in New York. And PETA hates him for it. Now, I don't know why I don't remember this. Because PETA and I are like, I mean, friends forever, me and PETA. You think of PETA, I mean, you think of me. Uh, PETA and I do not like each other. And I, I, it makes me, I like Liam Neeson even more now that he's pissed PETA off for liking the horses and the horse carriages there that take you around Central Park. And he was a, a big proponent of it. So, you know, maybe, maybe, now maybe it was, maybe it wasn't a horse that he was in a movie with prior. Maybe one of those horses were, uh, you know, one of the horses in the horse-drawn carriage. I don't know. I kind of torn now that if I, I, I don't like Liam for his gun stance, but I like Liam for his PETA stance. And maybe it's not just PETA. Maybe he just likes the horse-drawn carriages. You know, so maybe he's like for PETA, but he just likes the horse-drawn carriages because he's an elitist bastard. And when he comes to New York, he wants to take his chicks on the, a ride around Central Park in the carriage. That's possible. And, you know, the horses love him. So, of course, when they see, you know, the horse from the carriage sees him, 
and that's going to happen. So uh, anyway, that's my Liam Neeson animal story. Sad, sad. sad. <laughs> I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Never mind. I could go a lot farther, and I all I, all I can think of now is. Oh, hey, the horse knows me. Shut up. Sound like my five-year-old kid. Oh, did the horse recognize me from feeding him an apple from the other side of the fence from last week? Yes, honey. Yes, yes, he did. He recognized you. Ugh. Ridiculous. As long as we're on animals. I mean, I could talk a little bit about, I talked on uh, uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, which I uh, do Chewing the Fat every day on Pat's program. Uh, in the second hour, the pack of Pat Grandley's chewing the fat to one, chewing the fat one uh, during his show. I talked a little bit about the lady that got kicked off Frontier Airlines for her uh, emotional support squirrel. Uh, she, she had an emotional support squirrel, and uh, she wouldn't get it. She got on the, the airplane. I mean, I don't have the story in front of me here, but I can tell you the story that I remembered because she got on the airplane, and the plane was almost all loaded, right? So she gets on the plane, and they say. Um, no, uh, we don't allow emotional support squirrels, and you've got to have you know documentation that you need an emotional support animal. We just passed that a little while ago. We got to do all this, so no, you can. We well, got to leave. She wouldn't leave, so they took everybody off the plane. They took everybody off the plane. And she's still saying no. So there's footage out there, uh, video footage out there. And and since I, I'm, uh, if you're listening to this today, uh, October 10th, uh, tomorrow, I'll be doing uh, the morning show. Uh, and I'll, we'll play some of the, the video footage and air some of it. So they got all the people off the plane. They deboarded the plane. And finally, they get her to leave. And here she comes in a wheelchair with her support squirrel and the people are like here she comes yay get out i mean they're happy that she's gone they get to get it's been two hour delay because she wouldn't get off the plane with her support squirrel so as they're pushing her by the people that are like yeah get the hell off she gives them she's giving them the finger tremendous i mean no, you should not do that. I don't recommend that, especially if you need an emotional support squirrel. But so there's another animal story. I would be livid. It would be ugly. It would be ugly. And to make this is the world we live in, right? To, to make 150 people or more get off the plane. Because one person won't leave is ridiculous. I'm willing to bet that there were people on that plane that would have assisted taking her off that plane. And all you got to do is walk her to the end of the ramp. I, I, I don't know about the wheelchair. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if they just finally picked her up and put her in one and wheeled her out. Because that's what I would have done. Or if that's how she got on the plane, I don't. There, that wasn't that wasn't clear to me. I just know that when they brought her off the plane, finally, uh, her and her squirrel, uh, that uh, she was in a wheelchair. So I don't care. 
I don't care if she's got to crawl off that thing. You are leaving this freaking plane. We're already on this plane. We got a destination to go to. You're the one holding us up. We should not have to suffer for the one. I think that's my new motto. We should not have to suffer for the one. We should not have to suffer for the one. We should not have to suffer for the one. Take a picture. We should not have to suffer for the one. I was going to talk about how dogs might get depressed because their owners use cell phones. But I can't now. You know why? Because we should not have to suffer for the one. <laughs> I don't even know why. I, I can't go on. I can't. I can't go on. I, I'm thirsty. I could go to the water cooler. I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to be parched right now. Because we should not have to suffer for the one. You know I'm right. You know I'm right. Right now. Right now. You're stopped in traffic. You're listening to this podcast. You're stopped in traffic. You know, you're maybe two miles an hour tops, right? Here you go. Roll your window down. We should not have to suffer for the one. And you're good for the rest of the day. I love it. All right, so while we're walking over uh, to the water cooler, we're not... Relax. We'll get you a drink. We're not there yet. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about Royal Caribbean is throwing itself a blowout anniversary party. And you're all invited. (laughs) You're all invited. You have to pay. (laughs) I know. The Miami-based cruise giant revealed plans for a 50 years bold birthday cruise uh, related to the 50th anniversary, of course. Kicking off November 2nd in Miami. One week voyage going to take place on the Royal Caribbean's new Symphony of the Seas. The world's largest cruise ship. Have you, now, I've, I have not been on a cruise. I don't want to be on a cruise. I, I just, I know that they're like floating islands, but it just, I don't want, I'm sorry, floating hotels. But I don't, I feel like you're trapped. I used to do the gambling boats that used to go out. You know, we uh, when I was in Florida, they couldn't gamble until they got to international waters. So you'd go out and they, they had these gambling ships. Uh, that were in Treasure Island, Florida. They're probably still there, Treasure Island. And we they used to advertise on the radio station. We do ads for them. We do live spots. And then on Friday and Saturday nights, you'd show up, and the they the people would be on there. You get all you can eat, and then they head out to the international waters so everybody can gamble. Okay? Now, so on the trip out there, uh, they want. You know, they bring on the people that have been doing ads for them. So the radio station guy gets up and says, hey, ha ha, does a couple of jokes, gives out a couple of bumper stickers. Thanks for coming. Another guy gets up, gives them their spiel. Ha ha. Music guy plays a little music and everybody is eating their all you can eat buffet. So by the time you get out to international waters, people are barfing. They're red faced, green faced, white faced. You were walking all, you know, I, you walk around the ship and you just see people looking with this look on their face like, oh, I'm going to barf again. And I mean, the employees are, we have code green on level three, code green on level three. And uh, trust me, code green is not good. 
And then when you after you've been out there a while, you walk around the outside of the boat, a ship, whatever the heck it is, and it's not the size of the Royal Caribbean. I know that. All right. I realized that I didn't go out on the Symphony of Seas. But when you walk outside and then you walk back inside to the bar, everything kind of still smells like puke. Has that lingering after puke smell, which is not fun. That's just not good. And so, I, you know, you're trapped. You're out there. They're giving, it's good money. The only, reason I, the only reason you do it in radio is because when you're done and they dock up at the end of the night, they hand you your 500 cash and you walk home. Or whatever they're paying you. I don't know what they paid you. I mean, my deal was might have been a little bit more than yours. But, I mean, you're happy by the time. Thank God. When that thing docks. Everybody's walking off and you just walk up to the front of the, walk up to the captain and say, where is my freaking money? And then you can walk and then you get out of there. And that, that's what makes it worth it. But the whole time you're stuck. And I know you're supposed to dress up and do these big you know, dinners and parties on these cruise ships. And I, a lot of people have a lot of fun on them. I get it. I just I don't think I want to. And there's been reports of, you know, the sicknesses and the illnesses. And, I'm not saying the Symphony of Seas is that way. But uh, just, I don't know. Uh, it's also going to stop uh, at uh, the Royal Caribbean's soon-to-be-revamped private island, Coco Cay. Other port of calls are San Juan, Puerto Rico. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Puerto Rico? And uh, Phillipsburg, St. Martin. I mean, that's because it makes some big stops. And But you talk about a birthday party. Now you're talking, right? Cruise out of Miami, and then you're going to stop at Puerto Rico. Woo. That's... Uh, well, this is where homes used to be. Anyway, Royal Caribbean, speaking of places that still haven't come back from hurricanes, and that's not our fault, by the way. Aren't they part of the United States? What do you mean by our fault? Shut up. The Royal Caribbean founded in 1968. Uh, you know, they got the big ships. I know it's operates now. It's got 25 ships. Seven of which rank among the 10 biggest cruise vessels in the world. I mean, these bad boys are huge. And some of the bigger ones used to pull into the port. I saw them, you know, you'd see them in, in living in Florida. And uh, they're monstrous. They really are monstrous. I mean, and they're loading up with, you know, you got <laughs> you got pallet jacks and, and, and trucks just backing up to the side of that thing, and they are loading it up ready to go, man. So, uh, you know, it, it might be fun. I guess it's just I have this fear of being stuck on this boat. It's not a boat. It's a ship. I know. I know. But I do know this, that after you've been stuck on a ship, and I, and I don't mean stuck. Let's say after you've enjoyed your fun. Because this boat can hold 6,680 passengers with a crew of 2,200. I mean, it needs more of a crew. You need, we, we need footmen. We need to be, you need to have your own footman on this, taking care of you. Well, I'll get it for you right away. Because you know that the people that are having fun are up, upstairs in the suites. All right. You're, da- no, not down on the first floor. No, the, fir- the first, the yeah, the top floor. You're, the top floor. Yes, it's the opposite. You know, down in the lower decks with the unwashed masses. 
That's the unwashed masses. You're not down there. You're up top. Yes, you saw. We all saw the documentary Titanic. We all saw what happened. So when you do that, when you get on the Royal Caribbean, you come back and dock that bad boy. You're going to be saying, "We need to get a house. We need to buy a house right now." And I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. We need to buy a house, and we need to sell the house that we're living in because it's too small, and it reminds me of the Caribbean little room we were in for two weeks. That's when you call real estate agents. I trust. dot com. Okay. I know a lot of people think selling your home is simple. You just put that old for sale sign out there and magically a buyer stops and gives you the money. doesn't really work that way. Uh, anyone who's you know ever bought or sold a home knows that this doesn't really happen in life. And uh, that's why Glenn and Tanya started realestateagentsitrust.com to begin with because they had a house that they couldn't sell and, you know, they baked bread and they hung balloons and they moved furniture around and they painted and cut the lawn and trimmed this and trimmed that. And yet, nothing. That's why you need realestateagentsitrust.com. There's over a thousand towns all over America that we've assembled with real estate agents that want to earn your business. They're highly rated agents who get the job done. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's go get a drink. I was thirsty too, okay? And I know I should drink more water, but I had the Coke Zero, so I'm just going to finish that. Uh, just so you know, a couple headlines to get you through the break room uh, as you're talking to, uh, you know, friends and co-workers. Uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, files a trademark likeness for commercial use. And that whole trademark likeness has got his, you know, when you see it, you know it's Colin. So he's got a good point there. He should he should do that because he's got the big old fro in the face, and especially after the Nike deal when they got his big ugly mug in the, I mean, his good looking manly face is a, Right there, full screen. Um, Good for him. I hope it all works out for him. I still can't believe he's still suing the NFL. He's such a good guy. He's done so much hard work for social justice. It's so important. I hope he does great. Michael Bloomberg uh, re-registered as a Democrat. Good for him. Good for him because nobody would have known. Nobody would have known. Oh, is that Michael Bloomberg? You mean the Republican? Oh, you mean the you mean the independent? And do you mean the Democrat? Do you mean all three of those that which he registered as to become mayor of New York City for the eternity until he turned it over to the communist? Stop it. Mr. Billionaire? Ugh. Mr. I hate guns. Mr. We want to disarm America. You know, except for the people that arm me, because they know better. I know better. I'm better than you. That guy? Okay, I didn't want to get too don't give me too much politics because you know then we get sidetracked for politics and I'll be talking on that forever and you know I know look you're driving home or you're listed when you first get home you don't need the you don't need the pain of politics I get that now uh, one quick story that uh, you should talk about in the break room though is uh, how old is too old to trick or treat how old is too old to trick or treat. Now, there are some cities that say uh, 12 years old is it. If you're over 12, you face 
jail time for trick-or-treating. Jail time or a fine? No. No. In some places, it was mentioned here, I believe, jail time and a fine. That's embarrassing. Okay. So, Chesapeake, Virginia. Anyone over the age anyone over the age of 13 who is caught trick-or-treating can be sent to jail for up to six months and fined. No. In Newport News, Virginia, kids can trick-or-treat until seventh grade or until they turn 12. After that, it's a misdemeanor. Several North Carolina cities have similar legal restrictions for 12 or 13-year-olds, as well as 9 p.m. curfews for all. Um, are we still living in America? Really? Now, look, I realize that nobody wants the 15-year-old high school kids coming up to the door trick-or-treating, except for me, because some of the outfits are... I won't say that. Anyway, the uh, look, there's trick or treating. Stop it. You don't want the kids. If they come up to your house and trick or treat, tell them you're too old. Get out of here. What are you doing? Get out of here. You're too old. You know, I mean, and most parents are pretty good about that. I realize, you know, we used to, as you get older, you go out to be in as part of the whole Halloween fun, but you're not, you're only trick or treating particular homes that you know or that you want to give somebody a hard time on. That, that's all part of the, the Halloween trick-or-treat thing. Plus, I mean, I'm not stopping because uh, this is a good way. I've got a, my way of getting candy. I mean, I have a system. And I know I've shared it before, uh, and I'll, I'll share it with you right now for more candy. I should just tease it. And so, you, you know, you listen to another podcast as I give you the information that I have studied and done extensive work on over the years, how to get more candy in your household as your children trick or treat. All right, I'll share it with you. I don't, never mind. I'm thinking about it, so I'll share it with you. I did on this podcast. I did already. You're welcome. Let's go to the fat pile. All right, the fat pile is much too big to cover it all today. So we'll, we'll you know we'll grab some more fat pile tomorrow. Um, maybe we'll start on uh, doing uh, you know wrapping up the fat pile for a Saturday podcast, but not this weekend because this weekend we're going to do the uh, uh, you know the thing the hippopotamus. Forgot what animal I was talking about. And all of a sudden, it's been horses and squirrels and every damn other animal on this podcast today. I believe it. We even did a stupid gecko yesterday. This is an animal podcast. Bears. I can't stop the animals on this thing. Anyway, so tomorrow's hippopotamuses. And I mean Saturday. Saturday. All right, let's start again because I want to get it right. Seriously, I don't want to redo that whole thing, right? All right, so the fat pile is way too big to get to it all today so i'm going to give you a couple of my favorites today and then uh, we'll get to you know we'll start plowing through the fat pile tomorrow too uh, a little earlier uh and then uh, maybe we turn uh, saturday podcast into uh you know leftover fat pile or something like that leftover fat um but uh 
Not this weekend, because Saturday uh, I'm going to uh, release my uh, hippopotamus story of coming to America. And I was doing some more reading on the camels in America last night. And I it, you know, I brought back, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. So I'm going to give you the hippopotamuses in America and the camels in America for a little special Saturday, a little Saturday bonus fat, a little fat bonus. I think that's what we'll call it. Saturday's fat bonus. Um, and so that's this Saturday. Just look for that. Get you through the weekend. And then uh, maybe in the future we'll do, uh, you know, extra fat, extra fat pile, uh, piles of fat, something like that on Saturdays, just to, just for a little fun. So a uh, couple of stories that I really jumped out at me today. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, I love him, right? You love him. He's Dolph Lundgren. He's six five. He's Mister Mister Super Guy. You remember him? He, first, you loved him in Rocky as Ivan Drago. Dolph Lundgren. See, you know who he is now. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, Dolph Lundgren. Drago. I must kill you. Um, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, oh! Thanks for the spoiler. Spoiler alert, he killed Apollo Creed. And uh, so Dolph has now been doing an interview because he's, uh, you know, he's doing other movies and he's doing all this stuff. And he's Mr. Big Shot, you know, Mr. Cool Guy. He was due to attend Massachusetts Institute of Technology on Fulbright Scholarship. So he's an idiot right off the top right there. I mean, he's a dummy. And he decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll just go with Grace Jones and hang out in New York for a while. You know, this is pre- drago and um you know he was a model and he came his first role was the james bond film and then um uh, rocky followed after that and the rest of course is history you know the big swede and uh but uh he talks in his interview about the fact that um there were wild threesomes with Dolph and Grace and many others throughout their relationship. In fact, things got so randy that sometimes the threesomes escalated to fivesomes, says the six foot five star, enjoying group sex with a variety of beautiful strangers. That happened on occasions, you know, with or without Grace. Sometimes she'd bring a girlfriend home and then. <laughs> I'd have to get up for work the next day. <laughs> that kind of thing, man. I said the most was, was tiring, beat. I don't know to work. I'd say the most was four or five girls. You know, there's some drawbacks, of course. You know, you're tired. <laughs> Nightly routine thing. <laughs> you know, this, this is Dolph. That's great in theory, but when you have to get up and fight Sylvester Stallone in the morning, it's not so good. Okay, thanks, Dolph, Mister Show Off. That's all. Even if it's not true, you're like every guy in America is like, oh, are you kidding me? You know, every guy is like, Dolph, oh, come on. Don't tell me that. What are you doing? Right? I guess I could be wrong. I don't think I am, though. And, um, but you know what we can do? We'll finish off, we'll finish off with the, the, the story that uh, we talked a little bit about on Pat Gray Unleashed, too, today. Uh, and I love the story because it's something I wish I would have done because it would have been fun is uh, this man, Dale Leakes from London, 
put his girlfriend uh, up for sale on eBay uh, for a year. I mean, he put that was the ad that it was going to be. He was going to take bids for a year, and within uh, within twenty four hours, he's he's had bids up to one hundred nineteen thousand. I mean, really good, right? So uh, he lives in London. Want to have a laugh? Thought it'd be funny. Listen, his girlfriend on and. Um, Obviously, you know, they take it down within 24 hours because it violates, you know, they can't sell body parts and eBay and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. But he still got it in, right? He got it in, got it in for the joke. Now, the ad for her is tremendous. Uh, he described her condition as for parts or not working and wrote that she starts out okay, but after th- there's a constant whining noise that I can't seem to stop. Body work is fairly tidy, but close-up shows signs of wear. No serious damage, but you can see that she's been used. So, so good. Uh, Please bear in mind, uh, when bidding, she's 37 years old. Uh, Basically, first thing in the morning, she can be very temperamental. Once warmed up, the whining noise lessens, but I'd be lying if I said it goes away completely. The rear end leaks a little bit but nothing that can't be plugged (laughs) any offers considered would be interested in a part exchange with a younger model sold as seen no returns now that's funny and what makes it funny is she's kind of in on it too uh, you know, it, it, it was removed, and uh, you know the whole the whole eBay thing. It's not funny. It's a joke. You came to see other people. It's not funny. So he even says at the end that uh, look, I'm not going to actually sell my girlfriend. It was a joke, okay? And then in the interview, he goes, "You know, I would have been quite sad to see her go, though. <laughs> I wouldn't have been so sad because I'd have been crying in my Ferrari or my Lamborghini." And then for her part, and then she's in on it, which I love. She says uh, that would have worked out for me because if a new owner had that kind of money, uh, she's, I was gonna have, I'm gonna have a better quality of life. So it's really funny. I just find it we're kind of like the Jim Cantori story, uh, the trespass warrant, where everybody was up in arms about the sheriff uh, posting this uh, on Jim Cantori, and a guy, you know, puts his girlfriend up for sale on eBay. I guess in today's world, there probably have been people trying to actually sell other human beings uh, on eBay. But when you looked at his ad, if you didn't realize that it was a joke, uh, we should not suffer for the one. Is that my way? Wait a minute. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. I was going to end the podcast, but just a second. I got to make sure I said that right. Because that's our new phrase, and I want to make sure that that I have it right. For I mean, it's all of us, right? So scroll back down here. I thought I wrote it down. What the heck? Where did I put it? Oh yeah, we should not have to suffer for the one. Right. See, I know. Have a good night, but you're welcome. Oh, and as long as I'm struggling. As long as I'm struggling, I mean, I know, look, now you are suffering for the one because I'm the one that's, you know, but I appreciate you listening. All right, but don't forget, all right, 
subscribe rate review share i won't go into the whole thing tonight because we're at the end and you know we shouldn't have to suffer for the one which means you shouldn't have to suffer for the one but uh you know you should you subscribe rate review share and you should of course you're not you're going to listen i know that i don't have to tell you to listen you're going to listen that's why you're going to rate it 20 stars and you're going to review it best podcast ever then you're going to share it i don't have to tell you that jeez huh man have a good night gosh